y'all. This is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimeology. This is episode 16. Um, and so I figured it was about time Steven had an episode for him. <laughs> I'm I'm beyond excited. I, I'm honored this week. Uh, I'm halfway kidding about this. But anyway, no, this is a, this is one. Um, can I introduce this? Go ahead. Oh, yes. I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> um, so this week we are talking about D.B. Cooper. Now, we were talking um, to my wife about this one before we got started, and she's like, who is this? This isn't even famous. And I said, listen, I said, this is one of the most just infamous, like most unsolved crimes that I have ever heard of. And and this is one of those, I, don't, I can't remember which one that you had talked about, Sam, but there was one like you had heard about when you were younger, and it's always stuck with you. Right. This is the one that is that's always stuck with me. So I am. Sam's only got about a page on here, <laughs> which normally would take us about five minutes to get through. But man, I'm, I, I'm going to extend this into a 15 minute episode, hopefully. <laughs> I texted him because I mean, there are some episodes that I talk about how. Steven sends me the idea or Lorsa send me the idea and so I do them. Um but after a while like there was just a lot of the cases that we've done I was like I feel like I'm the one that's like forcing everybody to listen to the kind of stuff that I like. So I texted Steven and I was like what is a well-known case that you know and that you want to cover and he said db cooper and i was immediately like, i said this one and i was like who <laughs> of course like the one case he's most passionate about i'm like yeah i've never heard that one before so yeah did the research and then i was like okay steven this is i taught he said i only have a page when normally i have about three or four pages of information but it's because like this story is just so straight to the point. Like you can't, I mean, we'll, I'm obviously we'll talk about it, but there's not a whole, like you can't really argue with the facts um, in this case specifically. So that's why it is going to be so much shorter. Um, but we are relying on Steven to blabber more and oh, take this episode over. Um, so yeah, we'll jump right into it. This is episode 16 about DB Cooper. So, it starts on November 24th, 1971. A man calling himself Dan Cooper, he buys himself a ticket from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, Washington. It's said that he was a very quiet man in his 40s. He's wearing a business suit, black tie, white shirt. He even orders a bourbon and soda. This deep... <laughs> This detail was on the FBI's website, so I just felt like it was really important, so I needed to share it. And also back then too, like going on a you know, going on a flight, it was a big deal. And so like, you know, most people they you know, wearing a suit now is kind of like, oh, this guy is on, you know, this guy or this uh, lady is going on a business trip or something like that, like, and they're in a hurry. But you know, back then it was like that was the normal. You know, most of the time, you know, we're wearing shorts and t-shirts or leggings or you know right. whatever but i mean back then i mean this was basically that's that's what it was so that i mean nothing right now you know as as we go on nothing out of the ordinary about this one so right far. right so around 3 p.m on the flight he hands the flight attendant a note saying that he has a bomb and he wants her to sit with him 
So she sits down. He even opens up the briefcase he has to show her the inside with all of the wires and the bomb itself and all of this kind of different stuff. He has her write a message to the pilot where he demanded four parachutes and $200,000 in $20 bills. So the fight, sorry, the flight lands in Seattle. He lets the passengers on board the flight get off in exchange for the parachutes and the money. The only, besides what he demanded, he keeps two pilots, a flight engineer, and then a flight attendant on board the plane. And he tells them to take him to Mexico City. Now, somewhere between Seattle and Reno, now around 8 p.m., he jumps out of the plane with all the money, casually. And this is also where, if you have never heard of this case before, and if you have heard of this, this is basically where everything is questioned at this point. Right. This is where it's it's never, it's, you know, it's unsolved to this day. You know, almost, well, over 50 years later, it's still unsolved. Mm-hmm. So police start working on this case as soon as the uh, pilots make contact with the people on the ground to get this man's demands. So now, at this time, five years after this, the police have gone through more than 800 suspects who were ultimately eliminated for many different reasons. So... um. Before he jumped out of the plane, he took off his tie that he was wearing, and so this tie had some DNA, so that DNA did help eliminate a lot of the people from this list. In 1980 is kind of our first, and I don't want to say evidence because we've had the tie, but this is kind of our second dose of evidence. A boy, and it's not really evidence, but anyways, a boy finds a rotting package full of $20 bills, just like this man asked for. There was about $5,800 in this package, but they matched the ransom number serial numbers. Um, the ransom money serial number, sorry. So this is, you know, a little bit of time afterwards. And they find the money that was used that has the same serial number in this location. But that's, and you go from $200,000 to, I'm rounding up, $6,000. Now, of course, that's nine years in between this. So you could have had people who could have stumbled on parts of it and take that money and run. Um, But that's... Again, I don't know if you can call that evidence, but that's kind of all we have within nine years of this. Um, Some believe he didn't survive the jump because he did jump into kind of a wooded area and at night, which even would have been hard for an experienced jumper. Um, So I, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's on this case. So, and... This is the part where, you know, Sam hinted at that I get to ramble. So I'm just going to go and talk about it for a little bit. So um, also this, this case is really on the, like, it's, you know, if you type in D.B. Cooper, 
it's going to pull up a lot of different things, but there's and a lot of our information came off the FBI website. And a lot of this is, it's, it's just wild. It's just a, um, you know, they, they talked to, you know, Sam talked about, they had, they considered 800 suspects, but then they got it down to about 24 for consideration. Um, one of those guys was Richard McCoy. Um, and you know, it says that he's a, you know, he's the quote favorite suspect, but they tracked him down and arrested him for a similar hijacking and an escape by parachute less than five months after this, uh, the, the Cooper hijacking. But, uh, McCoy was ruled out because he didn't match hardly any of the physical descriptions provided by the two flight attendants that were on that hijacked plane. Um, and you know, so, and then kind of going back to what he originally asked for, asked for $200,000 and then he asked for four parachutes. Right. Like, why would you, if, you know, unless there was a bigger part or he knew that something, you know, maybe it was like, oh, one of these parachutes is no good, you know, type of thing. Or so that, that, that was kind of the one. I could see asking for two just in case. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You've got your, your secondary. Right. But four seems excessive, but yeah. So, but. And and it's also it's it's kind of funny how they how the FBI describes this what he his quote unquote bomb that was in it says it's a mass of wires and red colored sticks. Interesting. So you know that's that's one of those things of I mean it sure could be you know he actually could have brought on a bomb but it's you know it's obviously it you know never really said but the. So it's yeah, it's it's hard for me to find the right words for this, even though I should supposed to be rambling on this one. (laughs) But it's just one of those. It's always it's always been interesting to me of and I like again, I said it last week on for the Honolulu um, serial killer. Yeah. If you, you know, fast forward this case to even 30 years ago from now, even, you know, in the 90s you know, 20 years ahead of its, when it happened, there would be a lot more security and different measures taken than what this is. Because, I mean, you used to, um, and, and when he went up to, um, buy his ticket, you know, back then you didn't even have to show him your ID. You just said, oh yeah, I'm, you know, for, for example, on this one, I'm Dan Cooper and I'd like to buy a ticket for here. Right. You know, you don't even have to provide identification or anything like that. So that's yeah. one of those, you know, you fast forward it, you know, 50 years from when it happens. And it's that's a whole different story. Right. Right. So, like I said, this one is a very short. Very. The facts are there. And it's one of those that you can't really argue with the facts. And the only thing you, that I think opinions change is obviously what happened to him um did he die is he still alive did he get away with it you know so i'll i'll kind of go with my theory first and then if you have one you can give me one so my theory is he he made the jump and you know there's two sides of me there's one of these that like 
th- there's the side of oh he made it but he dropped some money out and still survived and then there's the other one of oh yeah he definitely just just lost it and then just you know crashed and died right there because and the reason my first kind of theory is right there is because you know they say that there was only um you know they found that package of of you know full twenty dollar bills that six grand that matched up with those serial numbers you know that could have been a um you know it he hit a tree and it ripped open some of the bag right. or something like that. But then also that also kind of convolutes that to make it sound where he hit a tree and he, you know, fell his head, killed himself or, or however. But to me, why, you know, if they haven't found, you know, if they found that money, why did they never find a body? Right. So that's kind of also why I'm thinking of, I mean, of course, yeah, there's tons of, I'm sure there's tons of animals out there too, though. Right. That, I mean, and, and so, you know, maybe, but it's, <laughs> the the other side of me is kind of like, well, maybe he did make it, and he's... Living his best life somewhere. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point, I guess he would be 90. Right. So, maybe he's not living his best life anymore. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's kind of my, I've kind of got, obviously, I'm, you know, splitting both sides of the aisle there. But, I mean, I kind of think it's, you yeah. know, it, and it says, you know, the last line in this, in the FBI article is, is the daring hijack and disappearance remain an intriguing mystery for law enforcement and amateur sleuths alike. And so, you know, this one for me was just kind of, and I've, Sam just said it, of, you know, it's going to be a short episode, but just to me, this is this is one of the ultimate um, heists, as I want to call it. Right. So, if you have a theory, go for it. I don't know if I do. I mean, I, I part at first when I was reading it, I was like, "Oh, he died! Like he's dead. He he ain't made it out." But then it does go back to, well, you don't find a body, and you know. Um, So there is that aspect of it. Like you said, there could have been animals that could have gotten rid of the body. Um, You know, and so I don't know. I'm, you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe he got away with it and uh, got away with it. That's a wrong way to put it. But maybe he did end up landing. And I think I'm kind of leaning towards that, that he did make it down and that he did inevitably get away with it yeah and and to me i just it's just uh i i just love this case and (laughs) and i love that you let me do this one even though it's gonna be probably one of the shortest ones we've ever do but hey at least i get one day in the spotlight (laughs) (laughs) so that is db cooper So now we're going to take a second and talk about our sponsor for this episode, and then we're going to come back and do our Florida Man Minute. Now we are going to do our Florida Man Minute. If you don't know what this is, um, probably years ago at this point, there was a trend going around where you Googled your birth date along with the words Florida Man, and then you just kind of compared articles that came up. So when this happened, I was like, that would be a good segment for a podcast. 
So we jumped on it and we do that every week. We Google just a random date along with the words Florida man. And I just sit back and giggle at what Stephen finds. So Sam, before I ask you a question, if anybody wants to send some dates in or even just send me articles, even better. <laughs> and save some work for me. Right. Um, go ahead, you know, uh, we'll put our, if I remember, uh, we'll put our Instagram link in there to our profile and then drop them in uh, this week's post. And then we'll even give you a shout out if you do that. So, okay, Sam. So I have a question. Yep. As always, um, when you're going to do your shopping, Grocery shopping will be more specific. Where do you normally go? My grocery shopping? Yes, Walmart. normally. Okay. Well, perfect. You know great things happen at Walmart, right? Always. Always. Um, so, you know, this is, it's just even worked out even better because the way, you know, D.B. Cooper's this infamous, you know, pretty smart case, um, we go to a Florida man who... Really, I think he uh, outkicked his coverage on what he th- what he thought he was doing here. So, uh, October nineteenth of twenty twenty, headline goes this way: Florida man accused of using Kool Aid packets to steal nearly a thousand dollars in Walmart merchandise. Oh, I've seen people do this. Not a thousand dollars, but like wow. at, at like actually at the store or no 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 not in person but <laughs> online should have stopped him um okay so this uh from north naples florida a uh, florida man was arrested sunday on suspicion of using kool-aid packets to steal 994 dollars worth of merchandise from a north naples walmart bradley young was charged with grand theft and shoplifting after the collier county sheriff's office deputies said he hid the powder drink packets in his hand while scanning the expensive items pretty smart right right i mean that's that's pretty brilliant but you'll kind of see why this doesn't really make sense so basically in turn each item he scanned at the self-checkout register rang up only 24 cents each I mean, I did, I before you go try to do it, when I did see it on the internet, I did see that, like, if you start ringing up multiple of the same thing, it starts, it lets, like, authorities in the Walmart store know. So that way, I guess because this stuff like this has happened so often, that, like, if you ring more than, you know, a couple of the same item, it kind of flags the system you're at so don't try it don't but obviously don't try this so according to deputies um young uh using this tactic he tried to or he purchased a 248 dollar scooter wow that's a very expensive scooter first off yeah also how would you do that if you're trying to would you like is it in the box or I, i don't know a uh $120 $120 navigation system. Okay. Uh, here's the here's the funny one to me. $160 worth of batteries. Wow. You know, that's only probably, what, three batteries? <laughs> honestly. Honestly. No. no um, it's a very American joke because I know we have s- semi-international listeners. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, that's probably, I mean, that's a good amount of batteries. That's, that's pretty, I mean, that's probably 10... 
10 packs or so yeah. batteries, maybe maybe a little bit more. So in all, Young rang up three Kool-Aid packets, along wow. with a handful of other small items for a total of 24.44. <laughs> forty. But his total of all the items that were taken, $994.13. Wow. So was it um, you probably already said this was he caught at the store or was he caught later So here we go man you're you're setting Sorry. this up for me perfectly <laughs> So a loss prevention worker aka security basically is what those are at Walmart recognized Young from an August incident followed him around the store and watched him in the self checkout lane The fraud specialist also said Young took a soda and a fan from the store shelves and returned them at customer service after showing workers there a photo of a receipt on his phone oh so, so not his first rodeo no no so um at the time young remained in custody and is also listed as a convicted felon in ohio wow dang not a good day for him not a great day smart right not saying we recommend it of course we don't recommend anything we we talk anything about we here talk about. <laughs> but this is one of the ones I go, uh, you know, click wow. you know, October 19th. I read that one. I go, yeah, that's that's the one it needs to be. Well, now we know. Don't try this. <laughs> we know Even not to do this online. at Walmart or anywhere for that matter. Well, yeah, good that's, one. That's my Florida man for this week. Well, perfect. So that is episode 16. Like always, thank you guys so much for listening um we're still getting people i feel like every week now who come up to us and they're like hey we listened to your podcast and we're like wait what podcast (laughs) what um so thank you guys for listening thank you guys for supporting um if you like what you hear make sure to give us five stars on apple podcast like steven said we are looking for any kind of recommendations um if you have a case that you want us to cover you can send us an email or swipe up on literally any social media we have um you can follow us at crimeology pod um if you have florida man suggestions if you just have suggestions on um how what is we have people who are like your ad was too loud which we fixed you know any little thing like that helps um so just thank you guys episode 16 we have a whole lot more in the queue ready to be worked up and being released we're still having so much fun doing this um and it's not it's nice to see results and it's nice to see numbers so thank you guys um and like always i am sam i'm steven and this is crimeology crimeology